0: Morning. Let me greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, We continue with our series, Unveiling Jesus, which is from John chapter six to John chapter fifteen. Today we look at John chapter eleven, and um, um, we going to I'm going to read from verses one and um, I'm going to read until um, the last verse. But our focus will be from verse 17 to verse 37. And so we see Jesus in this passage revealing himself as the resurrection and the life. So let us pray as we look to God's word. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for being with us this morning. We pray that You help us to understand your word even as we approach it. Give us hearts, O God, that delight in your word. Seek to meditate upon your word. Plant your word down deep in us, O God, that we may be a people that are shaped and conformed in the image of Christ, a people that love and honor you, a people that seek to glorify you in every way. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 11. I'm reading from verse 1. This is God's word. Let us hear him. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet. With their hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill, so the sisters sent to him, saying, "Lord, he whom you love is ill." But when Jesus had heard it, he said, "This illness does not lead to death, for it is for the glory of God, so the Son of God may be glorified through it." Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were, 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 the, the Jews just, were, were just now seeking to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus said, are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the, la- in the night, he stumbles because... The light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant that he was taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his, to, to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to, to Martha and Mary When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, "The teacher is here and is calling for you." And when she said it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now, when Jesus had not yet come into um, the, Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. He was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And Jesus said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could could not he who opened the eyes of the blind also also have kept this man from dying? I will leave it here for the sake of time. This is God's word. Now, let me ask you a question as we consider what we just read. What comes to your mind when you think about death? What comes to your mind? Is it fear? Is it confusion? Or is it a sense of contentment and readiness? Or do you avoid the thought of death altogether? Not many like to think about death. And you can observe it today when people have elaborate funerals that look more like weddings than they are funerals. Or they hire a comedian at a funeral, right? I've been to a funeral where they hired a comedian. The comedian makes people laugh and feel less um, like the eye in a funeral, or, or more commonly, you hear something like this: "We are not here to mourn, but to celebrate the life of so and so." As if mourning was, as if mourning the loss of a loved one, was a bad thing. We we try so much, we, we try so many things, and so much to to avoid talking or or thinking about death but, but but the fact remains whether we like it or not death is a reality hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment and i have a feeling that that is the very reason why people are afraid of death at the heart of that fear is because they don't know what to expect on the other side. They don't know what awaits them when the soul separates from the body and they have to give account before God. And that is a legit, legitimate concern. Because anyone who dies, and, uh, who dies will hear from the lips of our Lord one of two sentences. Either you will hear, well done, good and faithful servant, or you will hear, depart from me, I never knew you. So I believe it's important to have a well-informed view of death and the afterlife. And in order to have that well-informed view, we need to look at God's word at what God's Word says. We need the counsel of God's Word and and praise the Lord. God in His faithfulness has spoken to us in clear terms that we can understand, we can appreciate, we can believe and rejoice in. Jesus, in His I Am declaration here, as the resurrection and the life, in, in, in verses 25 and verse 27, gives us comfort in the presence of death. Comfort in the presence of death. I would like to pass by um, many of the details of of the death and and burial of of, of Lazarus here in order to highlight the the significant factors which brought the comfort to Mary and and, and Martha in the presence of death uh, of their brother Lazarus. So I'm not going to treat the passage in detail as a whole, I'm going to look at how they were comforted in the presence of death. So Jesus here, we see three, three, three ways we are brought comfort by Jesus in the presence of death. Three ways we are brought comfort by Jesus in the presence of death. First of all, we are comforted by his presence. Secondly, we are comforted by his promises. Thirdly, we are comforted by his person. Let us look at the first one. We find comfort in the presence of Jesus. And more than any other factor here, it was the absence of Jesus at the time of the death of Lazarus, which overwhelmed Mary and Martha. And no doubt the thought, of, the thought expressed by both these sisters to our Lord had been repeated to each other often during the absence of their master. They said to him in verses um, 21 and verses 32, the same thing. Both of them are saying the same thing to him. They say, Lord, if you had been here, if you had been here, the the, the mere presence of of Jesus for them was sufficient to calm their troubled hearts, to, to calm their hearts when they grieved over the death of their brother Lazarus. It was in his physical presence that he manifested his deep concern and sympathy over the suffering of his own. In verse 35, we see the shortest verse in the Bible that says, Jesus wept. And again, when you look at verse 33 and verse 38, we are told that Jesus was deeply moved in his spirit. Some have suggested that when you look at these passages, these these passages that I just mentioned, verse 33, verse 38, verse 35, that we see the real humanity of our Lord revealed in his expressions of grief and emotion. But I would personally prefer to look upon this as a reflection of the deity of our Lord. When our Lord was deeply moved with the pains and sorrows of his children, it was not merely as a man, but as God himself. Uh, Compassion is a divine attribute. So, more so than a human one, God is deeply touched with our sufferings. It is not the ugliness of sin which brought our Lord to tears, nor was it the awareness of his coming death or the the hypocrisy of those who stood by. Rather, Jesus was deeply moved by the sorrow of those he loved. Whether we suffer, whenever we suffer, our Lord is deeply touched. When you and I face the ugly realities of death, even today we, 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 we may be assured of the fact that we, we can find comfort in the presence of our Lord himself. We, we, we know that he is near the brokenhearted. We, we know that he said in his word, I am with you always to the end of the age. We know that he said in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So in, this, in those moments of great grief and sorrow, of great loss, of, of, of the reality of death, we can be comforted in the very fact that he is closer than a brother. He is a friend that loves more than any other. He is closer and he is present in our lives. So not only do we find comfort in his presence, but we also find comfort in his promise. We find comfort in his promise. And this brings us to the second basis of of, of comfort in the presence of death. And, and, And that is the promise of our Lord when he said in verses 25 and verse 26. Look at verse 25 and 26. He says, I am the resurrection and the life, saying this to Martha. He who believes in me shall live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and, and believes in me shall never die. The, the promise of Jesus to these sisters, even at the time of, of, of the first report of the illness of Jesus, of, of Lazarus, was that his sickness was not to terminate in death. Look at verse 3 and 4. So the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But, but Jesus says, but, but when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So that the Son of God may be glorified through it. That, that, that promise of the master was a source of great comfort, even in his absence. But for us, the, 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 that promise was forever guaranteed when our Lord himself rose victorious from the grave. You see, if death could not hold him, neither can it stand between us and him. Our hope of life beyond the grave is grounded on His promise. And His promise is certain because of His power over death and the grave. That The, promise of, the promises of Jesus should be our greatest comforts. That they, they should bring us joy to, to, when, we, when we, we have heavy hearts. That even in moments of, of great grief, The the, the melody of our hearts will be Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let his praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises I cannot fall Listening every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all standing on the promises of God. That must be the the, the song of our hearts in moments of grief. I, I am not saying that when we experience great loss, we don't grieve. Yes, we grieve, but we grieve with the reality knowing that Jesus Christ has promised to be with us. We know that his promises are true. We know that he cannot lie, nor can he break his promises. We are comforted in the midst of great pain, of great sorrow and great loss. We have comfort in our Lord and we are standing on the promises of God we know that his promises are a solid foundation a foundation that cannot be shaken that his promises will never fail it doesn't matter how many promises you've heard in life who promised to be there and they were not there it doesn't matter who promised to do something for you and they did not do it but our Lord when he promises the Bible says his promises are yes and amen Standing on the promises of God, we can find comfort in the midst of great grief and pain. We we do not only find comfort in his presence in our lives or comfort in the promises of, of Jesus Christ. We also find comfort in the person of our Lord. Comfort in the person of our Lord. Mary and Martha found comfort not only in his presence, but in his promises and in his person. The the, the promises of our Lord to Mary and Martha was rooted in his person, in who he is. Jesus said to them in, in chapter 11 verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who who find in Jesus, who find Jesus to be merely just a, a good man or a famous teacher, will find no great comfort in him at the time of death and sorrow. Perhaps the confession of faith that that is expressed by Martha here, is even greater than that of Peter. For even at this hour of great trial and and testing in her life, she could make this affirmation of faith in the person of Christ. Verse 27, she says to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. Just... Try to put yourself in the shoes of of Martha. I know it's easy because death is common around us. It's easy to put ourselves in the shoes of Martha. But even in that moment, she still said to the Lord and confessed this great confession. Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ the son of the living God, even he who comes into the world. I wonder what your thoughts personally are in the face of great trial, in the face of grief, of of sorrow. What are your thoughts about Jesus Christ? Are your thoughts shaped by the, the word of God or, or the circumstances around you? Do you look at the circumstances and try to define God according to the circumstances that are there? Do you say because of these circumstances then God is not good or oh, God does not love me anymore? We have a tendency to do that. We we have a tendency to think that because God loves us, then we must not meet trials and tribulations, that we must not meet sorrow and and, and grief. We think that the love of God means the absence of trial. That is not the case. When When we look at this, the Bible says that Lazarus was he whom the Lord loved. In fact, the Lord let it happen. Look at verses 5. It it perplexes me. Verses 5 and 6. I I, I, I got perplexed when I read when I read this passage. Just look at verse 5 and 6. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. What do you expect after you hear this sentence? You expect that he went quickly. To Judea, right? But look at the next sentence. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two more days, two days longer in the place where he was. He stayed. He stayed. But his staying does not mean his absence of love for these people. It has already been declared that he loves them. Right? And when the, Lord, when the Lord loves, he loves fully. He loves them and he let the situation to happen. Our faith in God is tested more when we are facing trials and difficulty. The, the question is, does your faith in the Lord in the midst of great trial and, and, and difficulty shine bright or does it lose its strength in the sight, at the sight of trials you see those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ as the son of God come into the world to save sinners the one who is the resurrection and the life they, they, they need to have no fear in the presence of death there is no reason to have fear when we face great trial yes we have sorrow yes we grieve those are gifts of God to express our love over the ones we have lost those are gifts of God that he gives us to grieve but we not grieve as those without hope we grieve in our hearts yes crying over the loss of the loved ones that we have we, we, we cry, but when we cry, we, 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 we do not cry as those without hope. We cry knowing that Jesus has promised in his word that he is not ashamed to be called our God because he prepared for us a home. He, he is not ashamed to be known as our Lord because he is with us to comfort us and to keep us, to, to strengthen us and to be with us. He is with us. I don't know what great trial you will face in the next coming months, in the next coming years. I am not. I don't know. I, I don't want to be a prophet, nor do I want to be a son of a prophet. I, I have no desire to be a prophet. I, I don't know what will happen, and I'm not going to prophesy to you what will happen. But let me say this. Whatever happens, whether it is great joy or great pain, remember... The Lord is with you. Remember his presence. Remember his promises. Remember his person. Amen. Our dear Heavenly Father, what a great joy that when we approach your word, we know that we have you as our comforter, the resurrection and the life. We have no fear of death, We can say with David, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. We can say with Paul, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.